fuck you up there talking shit? Yep, it's me, AJ Hoffman. Shut your fucking mouth. RJ's not here today. You suck. He's going to be here later this week, though. Uh, I know you guys have been missing him. I got a lot of texts saying, where's RJ? You suck. You suck. Okay. Yeah, I get it. Uh, but we did our best this pod. Uh, kept it short and sweet. Obviously, a lot of NBA playoff con- uh, conversation. Uh, McKenzie's here. He's on top of it all. We had some breaking news during the pod, and you get to see how Fez forgets about everything. He drops everything because there's money to be made. He's like, oh, I'm in the middle of a podcast? Forget that podcast. I've got to make this money. Uh, I am not a content provider. You are not. I lead by example and show the people how to make money betting sports. Even when we're here creating content, you're like, no, I don't do that. That is the content. Yeah. To show people how to do it. Here's some content for you. We're going to make you an offer, friends. And this is 30-day all-access for one ninety nine. Now you might be saying, "What's that normally cost?" That seems like one ninety nine seems like a good deal. Normally two forty nine. And what you get with this is, and this is a good time of year for it because there's a lot of different sports going on right now. During football season, Fez, what are you betting during football season? I'm betting football. You bet other stuff? Call. Not really. <laughs> like it's uh, not really. I scale way back in MLB. Yeah. Um, I'll bet some like NBA season wins. I think right before the season starts. But right now, I bet football. If I, if someone had your all access right now, you'd be getting NBA, Major League Baseball, USFL, XFL. XFL. You get all these different things, right? Yes. Now is the time where you don't just you want to dabble. You want to check out a couple Kick sports. the tires. Yeah. Get uh, some draft picks. You know who else this is great for? Scott. Scott's up 28 units nearly over the last 30 days. And right now you might be thinking, I'd love to get Scott's baseball, but boy, I'd really like his his hockey playoff action too. This, you get the best of both worlds. It's so simple. Uh, good fella, up 38 units over the last 30 days. Spartan up nearly the same, 38 units over the last 30 days. He tweets really good food too. Does he? Have you ever met him? him? Oh, that could be Shaker. Could be Shaker. I don't know. Mm. Who's also killing baseball, Greg Shaker. Well, there you go. And that's what's important. Good food (laughs) and baseball. Uh, Here's how you get this. $50 off. Use the coupon code SAVE50. SAVE50. Just go to checkout when you get that all-access, 30-day all-access for whatever pro you like. Type in that code SAVE50 at checkout. $50 off. All right. Uh, I think it was a good pod, a fun pod. Hope you guys enjoy it. And again, Fez, just apologies for Fez, because I know he won't apologize for ignoring the listener for some time, but I apologize for him. Uh, but enjoy the show. Welcome in. This is RJ Bell's Dream Preview. I am AJ Hoffman, and I am joined by the rock, the blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the wise guy roundtable. You see, this is usually RJ's spot to intro the show. Uh, RJ's still a little under the weather, hoping we can have him back for a Thursday NBA update pod. Uh, But now you get us. Uh, To my left, 
Mackenzie Rivers, the NBA guru. What up, what up? Uh, Mackenzie, what's your NBA record this season? What are you hitting at? I'm down to 55%. I'm sorry to report. Mm, what a bum. You know, I'll do my best. What a bum. A uh, little, I guess, less to my left, to like my 10 o'clock, Scott Seidenberg. And to my right, the man, the myth, the legend, the only two-time Super Contest champion, Mr. Steve Fezzik. Fez, how are you, friend? I've got to work on my people skills. Yeah, that's uh, it's probably something you've heard your entire life. <laughs> no, it's just, you know, when it comes, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. like I, uh, yeah, you're when right. I talk to people, and I interact with Scott and McKenzie probably, I don't know, more than I interact with anyone outside of my family. Like, when I talk to you guys, do, do you ever, do you ever, do you ever notice me, like, trying to make you feel shitty? Or not feel good about yourselves? Do you guys ever notice that? All the time. <laughs> Never. Mackenzie, do you ever notice that? No, nah, can't ring a bell. Doesn't no. ring a bell. But every time I talk to Fez, it's like it's his goal. He wakes up and he says, how am I going to make AJ feel stupid today? So I was in this dump called P.F. Chang's and they gave me some grub. <laughs> it's like, I don't know how he, he's always got a way. He's always got away. And now we are butting heads on an NBA game. There's a reason why there's I have former partners that I used to work with that I don't bet yeah, with anymore. Yeah, it's funny how that works. However, having said that, going back in time, I still have many relationships with people I bet with for 30 years, which just shows I must be good at what I do because they put up with the other stuff. Now, Fez and I's... <laughs> strife today and we are recording at eight pacific time on tuesday which means we are nearing halftime of clippers suns game two which is going to land eight phoenix is going to win this game by eight eight and i sent out a text to everyone today saying hey it's scott foster day uh Chris Paul has lost 14 straight games officiated by Scott Foster. Lost them outright, not against the spread, like lost the game, lost the game. And now we're getting eight points with the Clippers. And Fez says, I leaned the Suns at eight, like the love the Suns at eight and a half. Incorrect. Well, no, uh, seven and eight. No, what would you think? Love Phoenix minus seven, lean Phoenix minus eight. That's right. Okay. And I said, I played the Clippers plus eight. To which Fez responds, why? That, you, you, how can you do that? You're not getting the good number. There was an eight and a half. This is the other thing that Fez, if, if I would have said, Fez, I played the game today. But in fact, what's the first thing you said? You can't get the best number on the day of the game. You can't beat the widely available number day of the game. And I said, well, Fez, I bet this last night. I bet it, I, I bet it late last night, early this morning when we're doing SOVAM. And it looks like, I mean, Circa's got a seven and a half. Bet online and stations have eights. And I'm thinking, oh, I think get, it could come back down to seven. I'm, I'm thinking I, I better get in with. Before the before the square books get with the sharp numbers is what I was thinking. You know, I'm going to recant a little. I am a okay with if you you gave it to your clients too. 
Yes. Okay. I am a okay giving. Not all that I have a bunch of MBA clients. All I mean, anybody who's got my all access, that's it. I am a okay giving it out to your clients plus eight because a lot of them wouldn't have access to Vegas. Um, but I, but I'm still not a okay with you betting it because it's a it's a standalone favorite game in Vegas um, that that tips off two hours after the the other games go. It's the NBA playoffs, so the volume is higher. So even if the entire market went to seven and a half, and and someone went to seven, I still think as a better you could grab eight at post. I would agree, especially it's not worst just, case. It's not just about it being the marquee game; it's about it being the favorite team to win the NBA Finals in the Phoenix Suns being down one Except game. Except they're not to, the favorites. You know what I'm saying. One of the premier favorites. Sure. Down one game to none at home in game two. Of course the public money was going to come pouring in on Phoenix. So even if there was sharp money that moved the Clippers line down from plus eight to plus seven, more money was going to come in closer to tip-off that was going to push this even up further. So, like, I like if you would have if we would have had a bet and said, you know what, if we, you get the best number that we've got money at, at an account, remember you got access to every account I have because all you got to do is text me. That's true. All right, so of course I throw that that little wedge in there because I mean, when Scott, when have you texted me that I haven't got you down on something? Never. Okay, um, I think there was once that I was busy, uh, but but that's very generous. I think you give me a make good on that anyway. I think I I, I, I there was one time I think I it was like the game started. I just said, "Oh, you got three. <laughs> and then Scott could tell he forgot. He just gave me the best number, <laughs> right? He's got better at halftime. Um, no, no matter. I think that one won also good. Um, the so where where I'm going and 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 to be fair, is that it did close at most books. Basically painted eight. There was there was a book that had seven and a half. I saw a seven and a half. However, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and come over the top and say, well, there was a book that probably would would have fulfilled your entire bet. You know their limits with what you were playing that you could have played plus nine and a half, lay a dollar twenty five um, on an alternative spread. And my goodness, that's really that is, good. That is juicy. Although I'm I'm not as I'm not so versed in the NBA that I don't know what the like how valuable that would be that mm. nine and a half or minus one twenty five. Like I don't know what the conversion rate should don't, be. Don't need to nine and a half lay twenty five. You get to buy three half points for a nickel each. But what do you ching think? ching? And in a shocking ching. development, we are tied at half. Yeah. Go but what, go. What do you go? Think, what do you think of the the trend that we've seen in this NBA playoffs where the winner of the game is covered? Every winner of the game is undefeated ATS, and we're talking about even underdogs that have won the game outright. There has not been an underdog yet in these NBA playoffs that has lost the game but stayed inside the number. You know, we were talking about this pre-production, and what's interesting to me is there have been, like, the, the immediate conclusion is, oh, teams take their foot off the gas, and the other team comes back in the fourth quarter um, in the regular season, but that won't happen in the playoffs. People will still keep going for the throat. No, it seems like teams just get ahead like Boston. They get ahead by 100, <laughs> and then they lose the fourth quarter by 15, and it doesn't matter because they were up by so much that they're they're basically um, coasting along. And it's not – you know, my buddy used to love betting third quarters for this reason. He used to love playing like when the favorite was up, like the much better team, like a Boston's up 15 and a half. He used to love playing the third quarter because like this, the second half line would be Peckham. And he said, yeah, the second half line should be picking, but the third quarter should be minus two and a half, and the fourth quarter should be plus two and a half. And so oftentimes they just take, oh, the, the, the second half line's pick, so I'll make the third quarter line close to pick. And he cleaned up playing the favorite. 
I I talked to McKinsey this morning. Now we were talking, we were trying to figure out what we wanted to go over on the pod today. And one of the thoughts that I had this morning was I, I wanted to take a look, and this applies to the NBA and the NHL. As we're, I mean, team, it applies to any sport with a seven game series. Uh, and I wanted to look at when a team starts out one zero, how often do they win? When a team goes up two zero. How often do they win? And then I wanted to take a look at some of the current series prices who are at either 1-0 or 2-0 and see if there's, a t- if there's teams that we think are more or less likely to, to be on the underdog side. Because obviously, if, if you go up in a series, more often than not, you win the series. That, that's just the math of it. In fact, McKenzie, uh, in the NBA... When a team takes a 1-0 series lead, how often do they end up winning that series? 78% of the time. So think about that. One game, the very first game, you win that, you win the series 78% of the time. Well, that's because Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen always won their first game. That's true. At home against some crappy team. Now, McKenzie, let's say you go up 2-0. So now you've won the first two games. How often do you end up winning that series? 93% of the time. I mean, it's almost over. It's it's basically over. And all I was hearing last night was, okay, now how's the – what's the adjustment now? And this was particularly with the Sacramento-Golden State series because now Sacramento's up 2-0. History says 93% of the time they're going to win the series. The market says nay. The market has the Kings as a minus 160 favorite right now, which implies they're going to win about 63% of the time. Are the Warriors, is it because the Warriors were favored to start the series? Explain to me, Fez, why there is so much belief that the Warriors will break this 93% mold. Because most teams that are up 2-0 were probably power rated like on average five points better than their opponent. And in this case, you've got a situation where it was Golden State, indeed, that was power-rated five points better than their opponent. Mm-hmm. At some point, and I get that in like in the NFL, it's easy for us to say, oh, this 10-16 and 16 or 10-7 uh, team is power-rated better than this 12-5 and 5 team because it's a 17-game sample. Like, they're, they're, we can look at the Vikings' record and go, over 17 games, the truth wasn't told. Over 82 games, the Sacramento Kings were better. They won the division. Like they, That was a, a team that everybody kept expecting to fall off, and they never did, and we never adjusted their power ranking. And now they're doing it in the playoffs. They're doing it in the playoffs exactly what they did in the regular season. They are up 2-0, and they're still basically – 63% to win, according to Vegas. I, that doesn't make sense to me. Well, there was this guy. I don't know if you heard of him. Um, his name's LeBron. Mm-hmm. And he would like consistently go through the regular season and win 49 games and get the number three seed in the East. And then he'd play the second seed and the, and the, and the first seeds. And you're right, they wouldn't go down 2-0. But you see where I'm going. Yeah. That, they, that the regular season was meaningless. And I think that the betters felt that Golden State, all of this... Um, 
uh, this poor record was because Clay missed so many games and Steph missed so many games and Wiggins was away. And this was, I mean, and, and you've, you've got a dynasty, whether they win or lose in this first round, regardless, it's hard to have the dynasty die. But having going back to a football analogy, and I use this, when, when Dallas um, was donezo, they were on, on the road to Carolina in the playoffs, and they were they were not a good team, and they mm-hmm. were laying three at Carolina, and they just lost. And this has that similar feel, does it not? Kind of does. Now, to put to put that into perspective, what the the Kings right now at minus one sixty. If you go over to the Eastern Conference and you look at the three six matchup, the 76ers, who are up two games to none, are minus forty five hundred. You can get plus sixteen hundred on the Nets. Did that guy put that five thousand in escrow we were going to bet against? No, him? he did not. <laughs> what? And but I told him we would take it. I know. It. I know. Minus forty five hundred. The implied odds there are ninety seven point eight percent. If you missed the Twitters on the pod last week, pretty much I recommended, and I think everyone agreed, although they liked laying the series would go under five and a half games. Um, a little bit more, but they they agreed with play Boston and play Philly on the money line minus nine hundred ish, and one guy vehemently disagreed and said, oh, "I'll put up ten thousand dollars." I'm like, "Bring it, buddy." He's like, "I want to put in escrow." I'm like, "Yeah, escrow this, you know." <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know any lawyers, and I don't want to pay any legal fees and notary publics and all this crap. You could take your little fingers, grab ten thousand or five thousand. I think I said five thousand is fine, and go give it to Mackenzie or AJ, and you can have your plus eight seventy five. Still waiting for him to knock on the door. No, he did not. Yeah. Well, not. Uh, the clear difference is that the the Sixers were overwhelming favorites in games one and two. The Warriors were favorites against the Kings. I know. I think one of the games might have closed game the Kings one as, as Kings a favorite. Closed favorites, but yeah. the Warriors have been favored even after losing game 1, the Warriors were minus 160 to win this series, and now looking at game 3, the Warriors are seven and a half point favorites. It'll be a similar spread in game 4 as well. So, this thing is trending at least the market believes towards it being 2-2 going back to Sacramento. Yeah, well, the I mean, problem is you only have a 50-50 chance to get them both, roughly, you know, if you're um, a seven-point favorite. In that's the games. thing, though. The system says we should have known that Golden State was going to lose, lose on the road. They went at home, yeah. But if the system holds true for seven games, the Warriors go home. But Draymond Green said it was going to be, like, a favorable road trip. You can just take it like a nice little, like— you know, nice car ride. Nice little car ride. That's what Scott said. Yeah, Scott said this is like this is the easiest travel in the in the history of time. Yet somehow, the I mean, did you see how raucous the crowds were at those games? Like the, these Sacramento Kings fans, there's nothing else going on in their life. How come? How like come, this is this is it. I, I mean, I don't want to draw a distinction. RJ's not here, if so I will. Um, Mackenzie, how come Christian Leitner can stomp on a U- University of Kentucky player and keep playing, but Draymond mm. Green can't? It's a good question. I'm going to get back to you on that. Did, I thank you. Thank Did you. you feel like Draymond should have been ejected for that? Yes. I don't. He stepped on the guy, and Draymond Green is fat. The guy was holding his ankle. I just think Draymond, if he steps on him and, and like, like steps over him, you know, step and then step over, I think it doesn't get an ejection. When he stepped on him and then jumped up in the air... I think using leverage from the guy's yes, I rib think that, cage. I think that was where it was like, all right, dude, now this is intentional. But this the, is what you were doing. But here. the Christian Leitner thing was was exactly equivalent. There's no way he should have been allowed to keep playing that game. So well, Grayson Allen trips, guys, too. A story oh, time. Dirty. I was doing a jujitsu tournament in Dallas, Texas. Mm. 
and I was on on my back, and the guy was like standing up on at my feet, like he he had a, a better position than I did. And he put his foot close to my body, and I wrapped his leg up, and I so his his ankle is in my armpit. That's and, legal. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I squeezed, and I put my feet on his hips and shoved him, mm-hmm. and he fell back, and it sounded like. Oh dear. Like snapping a stick over a broomstick over your leg and his right above his foot broken half, folded, <sighs> like floppy footed him. That's what how, can happen. How big of a man did you feel after that? It, the best part was he was like because <laughs> we, we you do uh you you compete in, in gi or in no gi and then you compete in gi like in the, uh-huh, the, the uh-huh. gi later. And he was like, I'm gonna see you in the gi round. And I was like you can't you're walk, literally dude. you're like an ambulance is coming over here now. Like There's bones sticking out. Uh, of your but he was like he was like convinced. I'm I don't know, get you man. Back I, for this, I would have felt ten feet tall if I snapped somebody's leg like that. I, <laughs> oh. Well, I felt I felt bad. I did feel bad. I mean, in a sanctioned. Uh, event, it was. You know, it like, was. I'm not talking about you know doing something to somebody, but in but, a sanctioned fight. Yeah. But this was also I was I was I think I was exactly thirty. And at thirty, you compete in what's called the masters division, mm, like the senior tour. The senior tour, yeah. and this guy was probably like forty-five, mm. and I was like just after my thirtieth birthday. So, so you, you broke Spider Rico's like basically. <laughs> is that guy still around? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but I'm just, what I'm saying is, especially with bodies that big, when Sabonis is holding on to that ankle, if Draymond were to fall wrong, like that, that could be a, a catastrophic injury. I, I don't, I don't understand, like. I get what Scott's saying. Did he did he need to like they do kicked, the trampoline jump? They could have kicked them both out. I they should have kicked. Fu- them. If, if you're going to kick one, you kick both. I, out. I agree with that. If, if like Sabonis's act was not enough to kick him out, but given that he provoked um, Draymond into doing what he did, kick them both out. I'm I, fine with that. I don't. I don't disagree. And I said this. Imagine if Draymond were the one on the ground holding the foot. Yeah. Oh, which he's who, been before. If if. They're not both kicked out. It would only be Draymond get yeah, kicked out. I, like, well, 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 and 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 part of that is like like in the U.S. court system prior. Um, yeah. Um, uh, prior, your prior record, your, prior your criminal record history is, is is not admissible. By the way, as an actuary, I've always struggled with that because, of course, there's a causality. Um, and a probability associated with that, but 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 regardless, Draymond's history is well known. As is Scott Foster's past history, and I actually thought Scott Foster, because it was so well known, I was like, there's no way he can call anything but a super clean, accurate uh, game. But maybe Chris Paul's dirty, slightly dirty game is penalized by the Scott Foster's way of calling. I don't know. Let's let's talk about the like the, are the Warriors and I'll go to McKenzie on this. Like, are, are the Kings doing anything fundamentally that is giving them an advantage in this series, or like are the Warriors just not playing at their best level? I think I mean I don't know. I'm a tough ask for this because I was so against the Kings. I'm like, this is the one team I know I don't believe in. Here's what I missed on the Kings. Offensively, they're great in transition, like the Grizzlies. They're a team that, in the regular season, is going to kill you 140 to 120. They're also great in the half court. Sabonis so is like Draymond Green. De'Aaron Fox does have a lot of curry in him. They actually have something here that works, not just in the regular season, but in a playoff-type environment. I've actually watched these games. And the Golden State offense, which is a thing of beauty, 
or it, it was in the past, is has not in this series been a thing of beauty at all. In fact, so often it comes down to they've got guys that are just like trying to create off the dribble, and it just like and Curry looks. I mean, they bailed him out several times with foul calls where he's out of control. It is they're not zipping the ball around like they used to, and they had one possession. At the end of the first half, Mackenzie, did you see this? There's five seconds left, and they wound up with Draymond like dribbling the ball up the court, and and didn't even get a, a final shot with 4.8 seconds to end the first half. What what is that? How is that possible for a team like Golden State? I mean, if you would have told someone in '93 this team's averaging 115, and the first topic on every sports show is that their offense is no good, <laughs> it's been it's been a change. That's wild. Well, the yeah. turnovers are. I mean, they're shooting great, but they're tur- Wiggins is shooting phenomenal. But they're t- I, I don't have his stats. But when I, every shot I see him take, it goes in. But the turnovers are like mind-boggling. How how sloppy they are with the ball. Yeah, they have been sloppy, and I think that the the minutes load that's on Steph Curry now is taxing him, but they also don't feel comfortable with him not on the floor. And McKenzie and I talked about this on SOVAM this morning. Jordan Poole stinks right now. Like mm. it, it, this is Jordan Poole was so key to what they did in the playoffs last year, that run, that it like for him to be this bad is nightmarish for them. Mm-hmm. And, and it, they really need to start looking at Moody or someone else. Yeah. To eat up those minutes that he's playing because he's he's a disaster on there. Well, this is the question, and Fez, I want to ask you this. Obviously, everybody is going to jump on the zigzag, if you will, right? You have the Golden State Warriors down two games to none at home in game three, which for all intents and purposes is a must-win game. Right? Agreed. You cannot go down 3-0. I know it has happened in history before in the NBA that the teams have, have won. It's just extremely, extremely rare. We what? have seen over the years people look at the first half. Who won down 3-0? Uh, it's happened. Let's see. Oh, no one's ever come back from no 3-0. No one's ever come down 3 or back from 3-0 in the NBA. I think no. the Red Sox did. The Red right? Sox in baseball is well, the only one. Well, we know one. that. And it's happened in hockey Hoc- once. I think you yeah. think in hockey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. 147-0 in the uh, NBA. Yeah, what, per- gonna... what percentage is that? Uh, That's 100%. Well, oh, I was going to take out the calculator. No, I got that one. So, yes. So, um, everyone always jumps at the first half, right? Warriors have to get out to a good start. they got to get a lead. And they're laying, what, five? Five and a half. Five, five and a half, half for they're the first half. They're laying seven for the game and five and a half. So they should be. So, boy, this is interesting. It's juiced because it, with a seven and a half point spread, McKenzie, what would the first, what would a halftime spread normally be? Three and a half or four. Four, uh, four and a quarter. Four and a quarter, McKenzie. And now it's five and a half. Maybe even six by the what? time the public hammers. Don't, don't take my word for it. Do we have a seven point favorite currently? What do we got on, on other games that we can look up for comparison? Because I'm, 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 I'm I think a seven. By is, comparison, seven's always a four. So I the, think. Nu- the yeah, Nuggets four. are an eight point favorite in their game. So they should be four and a half. They are four and a half of the first half. Yep. Minus 115. So at four point. Seven so five. You're paying a tax on this. They like it's a known thing. It's a big, and it's it's not just a tax. It's a big tax. Yeah. So if if you say that they should be, you know, um, four, um, because I think it's what, what are they laying seven and a quarter right now? Seven seven to seven and a half. Seven and a half. All right. So 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 it should be call it four. It's fine. And now they're laying five and a half. So you say, oh, it's a point and a half tax. But if you look at it in terms of you know vig, instead of laying a dollar ten, you're laying a dollar forty. So you're paying four times the vig. If you normalize it back to what the number should be, four times the big sounds like a pretty big tax to me. Yeah, no doubt. 
Um, do we have data on how often the team that's down 2-0 was favored pre-flop? Like, is that – McKenzie, did we look at any of that? It's got to be rare, right? I would think so. I think if you just look at the visitor, and I understand – But in this th- case, it's I not. understand this year is like an exception. But if, you, but if you look at the visitor being, you know, up 2-0 – in most cases, the visitor is either an equal team or an inferior team. Well, you would, yeah, you would think, obviously because they're the whole, they're the lower seed. So they, go, they, Suns, kill this team, go. Why, why are you cheering against me, Fez? I'm not cheering against you. I'm cheering for me. I gave my clients. You get my plays. You know I'm on Phoenix. <laughs> oh, you got, did you <laughs> right? give out Phoenix live, or you gave out Phoenix before the game? I texted both of you guys. I don't think so. I don't think so. I'll look at my texts right now. Uh, I don't think. Let's see. Uh, but wait a Fezic. minute. You're saying I can get Fezzik plays live, the world-renowned live better? I can get his plays? Yes. That doesn't sound possible. I think I don't you can. You. I, didn't, I, didn't text, I didn't put that in there. You did not oh, put you, it in our thread. No, 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 no. He did. He texted it uh, yesterday. He said on Tuesday, Phoenix minus seven. Mm. So he gave it to you a day before the game. He put it out there. By the way, big announcement. You can now play Fezzix Plays live. A lot of exciting stuff happening at pregame.com. Do- documented 0-1 already, but uh, th- those will only be during TV timeouts typically, and I will try to make them during quarters so you have enough time. Yes. That would be great. That is pretty unbelievable that we're, we're able to do that now. So, uh, yeah, just another, another thing we're offering at pregame.com. And uh, that's I'm I'm excited to to get into that as well. So I don't do as much live betting as Fez. Fez this is like Fez's thing now. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be available to you guys now pregame. Uh, so Scott, when's the when's the last time that we saw a situation like this where a favorite was down 2-0 at home? So 2021, the Clippers were a favorite in the series against the Mavericks. And they were the home seed, the home team. They actually lost games one and two at home. This is different because obviously the Warriors being the pre series favorite were the road team that lost the first two games. But in that series, the Clippers did win in seven. So they came back from losing the first two games as the pre-series favorite. That's the last time that it's happened. Fez, did we, you know, I I asked McKenzie this, did we miss something with Sacramento and Golden State? Is there, is, did we have, did, I shouldn't say we, like I make power ratings. Did the market overrate Golden State or, or underrate Sacramento? I think it under it overrated Golden State. I think it it basically sloughed off. Hey, they're a dynasty. They'll turn the switch on. They'll get better. Who cares? They can't win a game all year long on the road, even when they're like losing teams like Chicago. Um, I don't know if they actually did lose to Chicago, but you know what I'm saying. They probably did because they lost everybody on the road. And we're like, ah, but they're but they're, but they're a great team. But but you know what? The difference is, Mackenzie, help me out on this. Uh, Golden State's a really during their dynasty has been a great defensive team. And they're an average defensive team this year. I think yeah. that's the difference. Would you agree, Mackenzie? I would. Yeah. I I, I guess, I don't know. I, I I think a lot of that is they didn't have Andrew Wiggins for a good chunk of the season. They Clear. also didn't have Gary Payton the second. Yeah. So that was the thought, that they have been an average team, but they're going to be a you know challenging NBA challenger in the playoffs, but it hasn't happened so far. Like, imagine if, if Steph and, uh, and Clay and Jordan Poole missed the majority of the season – and then, but they were going to be healthy in the playoffs, and we went into the playoffs and said, "Yeah, but the Warriors—they're—they're they're not a good three-point shooting right. team this year. Yeah. Like, 
Mm. Well, there's a reason why. The like, pro- their the, two best defenders were out a for point. a good chunk of the, the year. The problem with this, all this assumption, and we saw it with the Nets, right? What, 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 last year or two years ago, where it was, listen, they're just not healthy during the regular season, but when these guys get healthy and they're all available during the playoffs, they're the favorites and they should win the NBA finals. But this is why that shit on. Because the Warriors did this exact same thing last year. But the Nets were also awesome when they were together. They dominated the like seven playoff games yeah. that they played healthy, and then they got hurt. You know, it's, it's, I love this example because the market refused to believe. So even when Boston was kicking, you know, the Nets' butt, you mm-hmm. know, game one, two, and three, nope, <laughs> still, still there was money on Brooklyn in games three and four, right? If I recall yeah. correctly. Well, yeah. the market is now refusing to believe with the Warriors. Because the money's been on them the whole time. Well, I do, th- I, I do think that they're going to kick some serious butt game three, maybe with some help from the NFL offici- officials. Well, the NBA. <laughs> yeah. No, everybody. The NBA's going to chip the in M- as well. The MLB, yeah. the yeah. NHL, they're yeah. all going to they all all, see. They all want this. I mean, what game do you want to see? Do you want to watch Philly anymore? Game six, please. If Philly? Game seven. I, I, want, to, I want to watch. I, someone said they wish it was a best five out of nine. You know that this is like so entertaining to watch the Kings and uh, and Warriors games. Oh yeah, they have been fun games. I would actually, I'm not an NBA guy. Like I wouldn't like if 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 you told me, yeah, you can go see you know the Celtics playoff game. You want to do it? I'm like, what? Do the Aviators have a game tonight? <laughs> I mean, I really, I'm like, I'm literally indifferent between watching the Aviators on a nice night. Oh, okay, maybe if it's over in 95 degrees, I'll go to the Celtic game. It's yeah, I, yeah. It, it's uh, th- there haven't been a lot of competitive games in the playoffs but that series particularly has had it's had a couple of them so like from a viewer standpoint you agree McKenzie yeah. this is the best series so far yeah, right tied with three minutes to go in both games Bill Simmons said the best game of the season was game one Kings Warriors a lot of offense a lot of fun you think know- about this you have game six potentially Friday night and then game seven ABC Sunday afternoon or Sunday night. That's what the NBA wants here. They want the Friday night game six, Sunday afternoon game seven. You know, I tweeted about this. You know who's the big loser in all this and all these NBA playoffs? The Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> the XFL. Oh, USFL. Um, it, it is with MLB improved. And the playoffs in the NBA and the NHL going on, who is going to watch a USFL or an XFL no game? One. I mean, their ratings, I know they're bad. I've watched some XFL, and I'll be honest, it's horrific football. It really is. I had like, no idea the USFL started this past weekend. Yeah. I saw, and I think someone, it might be worse than the someone XFL. Po- someone posted something online about like the Philadelphia Stars like winning a game, and I was like, wait, Philadelphia, that's not an XFL team. I was trying to think of like the XFL teams, and I'm like, I don't know, wait, who? Philadelphia, did I miss something? What's it? And then I was like, then, then K- I, Case Cookus's broken leg is actually, uh, and it was like, wow, that's USFL. That's not XFL. What's the gap in quality of play you think right now between XFL and USFL? Like, I don't think there's any gap. You think they're the same level of talent? Yes. Huh. You think you think the USFL is better? I think the XFL might be a little bit better. I, I don't think so because the USFL has been around for two years, so they've got the continuity. Who has the better quarterbacks? That's all that matters. Yeah, um, I have no idea. Well, there are no good quarterbacks. Well, 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 I mean, there's not enough good quarterbacks to go around the NFL. Well, so. well AJ McCarron is is decent for St. Louis. Um, Dominic Danucci is yeah. uh, is a turnover machine, but he's he, he's good for Seattle. But but um, here's your USFL uh, Tiamo. Tiamo's good. Jordan Samuel. Here we go. I can't. The number his name. one quarterback is Jamar Smith. 
No, no. Does he, anybody uh, know who Jamar Smith is? Wait, what? This is in the. This is this is a, this is the top USFL quarterbacks in 2023. Oh, I Jamar don't know. Smith of the Birmingham Stallions. I don't know. Case Cookus is pretty good. Chase Cookus of Cookus the Philadelphia is, Stars. Cookus is, is every bit as good as AJ McCarron. McLeod Bethel Thompson. Bethel Thompson's guy. From the New Orleans Breakers. He's very good. Ryan Willis from the Memphis Showboats. Nope. Josh Love, Michigan Panthers. Nope. DeAndre Johnson from the New Jersey Generals. Nope. <laughs> Kenji Bahar from the Houston Gamblers. Nope. Lindsey Scott of the Pittsburgh Maulers. I've never heard of any of these guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is Cook, bad. Cook, Cookus and Bethel Thompson are both, you know, comparable to Tiamo and um, and and Danucci and the rest of these guys are are stiff. But but to be fair, <laughs> these quarterbacks. Oh my God, they are so. But what's the six seven guy? Uh, he, he's riding the bench. Pa- Paxton Lynch. Yeah. Oh, he is the worst. He's bad. But at least you got yeah, NFL name recognition on the XFL roster. You have teams trading their quarterbacks to other teams. Their starting quarterback. Here, you take him. We don't. We 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 don't. We don't like like, like well, the Vipers. The Vipers like the like that. The, their quarterback had good stats. So yeah, you just take him. We don't want him anymore. It's only a matter of time before the Rockets. <laughs> bless you. Before the Thank Rock. You. Before the Rockets, both of these leagues to merge anyway. Um, they you know they really have to. And, and the I know this is an NBA pod. But I will say that this—it's not um, an NBA pod. This is the general. Yeah, it's the dream pod. Yeah. This USFL, this four hub cities, is beyond confusing. They're playing in Canton and Birmingham, and I can't even keep it all straight. It's like, and and and, and I'm a spring football guy. If I can't keep this straight, like who's home here? Like how is anybody else? Although one thing that you can count on: death taxes and the Pittsburgh Maulers will have a horrendously bad coach. Okay. Yes, new new coach everywhere. Same uh, thing. The Steelers they have continuity with their coach. The Maulers no, they can't. They can't find the right. The guy. Maulers I got. I got to say this. the Maulers ownership isn't as patient as the Rooney's. The, the Maulers trailed by one score with like down seven, fifty seconds left, out of timeouts at midfield, first and ten. What would you think would not be a good play call at that point? Hold on, give me the situation again. 50 seconds, down seven, midfield, out of timeouts. Running the football. Running the football, exactly. Not a draw. They just ran the football. Tick, tick. Didn't see that one coming. We'll catch him <laughs> off guard here. Ray Horton is the head coach of the Pittsburgh Ball. That's, that's a made-up person. He and the, AC and the OC should both be fired immediately for that one play call. It's like no one who's ever watched a football game his entire life Bart would ever have called a draw or, not, or a run play there. It wasn't Bart a draw. Andrews is the head coach of the Philadelphia Stars. Yeah, made up person. Yeah, Bart Sim. Might as well be Bart Simpson. <laughs> no, he's actually a pretty good coach. Mike, no, he's not. Mike Riley. Riley. Yes, he is. in the USFL. No, the Stars were the best team in the USFL last year. What What job would you rather have? A USFL head coaching job, or a, a, a the head coaching job at Tulane? Head coaching job at Tulane. Tulane. Yeah. So if this guy's not even mid major football level, but is I would he really ra- a good coach. I'd rather be the head coach of the USFL than to be an assistant coach in the NFL. No way. I'd then a line, I'd rather be the head coach than being a linebackers coach in 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 the NFL. Yes. Yeah, but but an that. OC or DC, I'd rather be in the NFL. Yeah. Well, of course. Although you know what, I might rather. I, I bet the salaries are close for a linebackers coach and the USFL head coach. Can we look at what Wade Phillips is making? And here's what I do know: <laughs> Boise, those, those line like whatever. If let's say you're a, a you're a linebackers coach for the Detroit Lions, here's one thing I can guarantee right now: in two years. The Detroit Lions will exist as a franchise and be operating as a functional NFL team. 
further. When you, you can't say that about the Philadelphia. What are they? Storm when, stars. When, stars. When, when you, you can't res- say that. When you when 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 Case Cookus gets his check, the first thing he does is endorse it and rush to the bank Hell to yes. cash it. <laughs> right? You have to. Yes. You have to. Well, Skip Holtz is the head coach of the Birmingham Stallions. Would you rather be the head coach of uh, Louisiana Tech? Or the Birmingham Stallions. Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's wishing that he still had that he, job. Yes. Yes. Take I know. Me. Louisiana Tech's down. <laughs> Take me back to South And so are the Stallions, <laughs> yeah. uh, Fez. I hate to break it to you. The Stallions aren't playing great ball right now. All right. Uh, I'll ask McKenzie, and I'll ask you as well, Fez. I, I think it's safe to say the Sixers series and the Celtics series are over. Yes. Like, stop the fight. By the way, we didn't. Men- we mentioned the Philly is minus forty five hundred. We didn't mention the Celtics number minus seven thousand. Stay down! <laughs> Stay down! It's, it's over, Johnny. Uh, plus two thousand if you want the Hawks. So that's that's got to be them, a, watch a them win game, Watch them win game three. It's like Apollo Celtic can't believe it. So let me ask you guys. Is there another series that, like, you can't say with any certainty that, like, anybody's got control of any other series, right? All these other series feel like they're still wide open, right? Denver looks pretty like they're styling yeah, that's, that's, fine. That's the yeah. one. Also, L.A. with John Morant being, uh, I think, doubtful would be appropriate the way Woj was talking for game two. They went from minus 250 to minus 300. They look pretty firmly in control because they got two, three games at home coming up. What do we think of the Lakers now being favored in game two on the road? Because Breaking news, Draymond Green suspended. I think we got to lead with it. I think, I think we should leave that in the pod just like that. That's nice. This is, this is how a sausage is made here on a Tuesday afternoon. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, as we're talking about the, uh, the Lakers. Christian Leitner say, was allowed does, to play. Let's say one game. Uh, he was allowed to one play game. The rest of the game. And here we go. Statement from the NBA. Golden State Warriors forward Draymond Green has been suspended one game without pay for stepping on the chest of Sacramento Kings center DeMontis Sabonis. It was announced today by Joe Dumars, executive vice president, head of basketball operations. The suspension was based in part on Green's history of unsportsmanlike acts. Green's actions were in response to Sabonis grabbing and holding Green's right ankle after falling to the floor. Green was received a flagrant foul two and was ejected. Sabonis was assessed a technical foul. And here's the incident. I just saw the, the odd screen flash from six and a half to six. Mm-hmm. So, and it was seven and a half when we started the pod. Okay, Warriors, Warriors this season, a 562 winning percentage with Draymond, 333 without Draymond. He led the team in assists, blocks, and plus-minus. Well, but again, a lot of this season they didn't have other pieces. Yeah. But uh, what's by your numbers, what's Draymond worth to the line, Mac? I don't know. I don't, I don't have a number on Draymond Green that I'm comfortable with because he's so, in some ways, bad for them. Five turnovers and four field goal attempts. But he's also uh, he does you know, the, he does the dirty work, the little yeah. things. And I, I think they can you need somebody to stomp him. on your chest. Like that's that's the guy. That's the guy. Guys, you guys stop talking about plus seven and a half and win right now. Yeah, <laughs> plus I'm seven like, and a half is going to six. Hurry, hurry bet it now. And I'm, I'm, I'm not making be, that up. No, don't, no, get on you your can't app and bet do it. A podcast I, live. I just guys. did. Well, good. Yes, I, We're, I've got the three of us are appreciative. The ten thousand people are less. Yeah, we have different priorities than you right now. Are you kidding me? This is color. They're happy about this. Here's something that will be available to bet by the time you listen to this podcast tonight. The number's going to go from 7.5 to 6. I think the total here sitting at 238. Bookmaker just moved to 238.5. I think that still keeps climbing. Oh. I think it's going to do that. Now that is savvy. Take it out one of the better defensive players. 
yeah, I think you got to play faster with uh, you know smaller guys. They don't have that many bigs that they're going to they're going to play Looney and a bunch of small guys. Do they play Wiggins at the four? Is that... I think they do much of the game. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. And, and now, so Wiggins is Wiggins' assignment Sabonis now. Yeah, that'll be interesting because Sabonis actually Green has been really good on Sabonis. His assist has gone way under both times. I got to oh. be honest with you. It can be a different matchup. I'm going to wait for this number to go down and bet the Warriors. Still, that's fine. Still bet the Kings. Take take I, your I little think, finger I think, and bet the Kings and play the middle. I Do think, it. I think every, I think this is going to be a massive overreaction from the market. The Warriors win this game. I think so too. You just you just you guys just said that that he's he they, they win like their, their winning percentage goes down by twenty two percent without him. Yeah, but because but they've, t- they've been without Steph for a yeah. good chunk of the year, they've been without Wiggins for a good chunk of the year. So like taking Draymond off an already dismantled team, it's probably not it, worth three points. He's probably worth one, and that's what the market. That's it's, the, yeah, market's, the market's moving a little more than that, one and a half. So I'd say it's a little bit of an overreaction. If you liked Warriors before, I think you like him a little bit more now. Yeah, I think that's well said. I I do, I do too. But there's no hurry because you let the narrative run and and you probably get like a minus six reduced. I mean, the fact that it's already six that quickly tells it means me it's, a, it's a five and a half will probably it's going to run. Kidding me? This is all Fez. He's pushing buttons <laughs> on his phone and the but screen some is flashing behind us. No, here's me. how I know because the, the Caesars number hasn't moved yet. It's still at seven and a half <laughs> because I can't get into my stupid account. <laughs> oh, there you <laughs> go. No, there we go. Six, six, six and a half, six and a half, six, six and a half, and counting. This is fun. This is like watching a live sporting event here. You know, watching uh, watching and the line move. Rough. Yeah, we're and waiting. We're waiting. Show me five and a half, five and a half. Do we have five and a half, five and a half? <laughs> and Fez, you would agree that being ready when this, like Scott says, breaking news, the lines instantly start flashing. Like you have to be there, ready to go. Like just happened early today with Giannis. Yeah, um, we, we, when Giannis got downgraded, and you could you could go ahead and play plus eight, and and I you know pulling back the curtain, there's people that make a nice living, they win it. We talk about it's really hard as a handicapper to win like every season. That's that's really really difficult as a better. Um, everyone I know wins every year. Why? Because they're betting gold. Because they're they're literally betting plus seven and a half, and then when it hits five and a half, they're going to lay it. Here's why I feel a little bit dumb because last last straight out of Vegas, so I guess this morning. We were talking, Mac, and what did we say? What are the odds that Draymond gets suspended? And I said about ten percent. I was the one yeah. that said it could happen, but I never. I, I thought I. I said it could happen. I never thought it actually would. The fact he's worth the point and a quarter, and the market just moved a point and a quarter means that the market felt there was a zero percent chance he yeah. was going Good to point. get suspended. South Point still has seven and a half. Hall of Fame bookmakers. Step fans can't bet there. It's all right. It's probably off the board. You want to get screen, down for him? The I'll, screen. I'll, no, no. Screen, I'm going to get in my car right now and drive over there. I don't believe. I don't believe anything on the screen. You got to show me the app and show me yeah. you can actually make a bet. Otherwise, I don't believe it. Well, so there you go. Now you see how this happens, how it unfolds. As we just saw the line move a point and a half based on that that breaking news. Um, I wonder. I mean, the fact that it stopped now at six. Maybe that's maybe that's the limit. I think six is going to be the number. It's going to settle okay. in. I mean, Draymond Green's still like four hundred pounds. South after Point all. down to six and a half. We have movement. We yeah. have movement. That means that means seven and a half was a real number. Yeah. Yeah. God dang it! <laughs> we, yeah. Who's running this? The, is so, who's running the ship I over be there? Honest. I gotta I mean, be honest. This is fun. This is fun watching this. Watching it's like watching a stock go up and down. Like, by the way, if anyone if anyone's out there and they're lonely and they have no one to communicate with and you just want to hang out at the South Point all day, I, I will buy you food all <laughs> you know, day long. All the hot dogs all you the, can all eat. All the dollars yeah. the hot dogs yeah. you can eat. Del Mar Deli, pretty good. <laughs> exactly. You know, the, um, the Del Mar Deli, the pastrami is underrated. 
Really? Yes. I'm not. No, Sol- I, I can't solid, eat much of solid it. Solid black and white cookies. It's not quite um, New York style, but it's it's as close as you're going to get out here. The problem is you never know when you're going to get a four day old thing that they've wrapped up yes. in three straight yeah, days. Yeah. You re- if you get a fresh, it's good. But like I said, it's not it's not New York style. It's not a New York black and white, but it is it is as close as you're going to get. It's very, right. very very good. So here here here's my buddy Ruben. He texts me Draymond suspension game three. What he's saying is look dummy. Bet this, you know that's my. my well, but he's but he didn't spell it out. Him, hey, for you thanks like a you're lot. A third you're three minutes too late. What? No, he sent it at eight forty three. This is right where there was oh, okay, like yeah. right. Okay. We, yeah. So strong. it's it's right when it right when it came out. The guy is like on top of it. Yes. Okay. Back to where we were before the drama unfolded. Is the reaction to John Morant's injury overblown? Should the Lakers be favored at Memphis? God no. And why? Because game one closed Memphis minus four, and now Memphis is in that sweet spot of a home favorite, loses mm-hmm. outright, boom, now they're home favorite again, and they kick serious butt. Well, now you but could argue. What's John not- Morant worth, McKenzie? Because this isn't Draymond Green. Like this Two is- and a half points. I, I think he's worth two and a half, and I think the market thinks he's worth four. So okay. this is an opportunity. Almost every time he goes down, amazing ATS record the Grizzlies have without what, John Morant. What's the current number right now? Lakers minus one. Help me out, Mackenzie. Um, I believe is it, is it um, Stephen Adams and Clark are out for Memphis? Is that correct? Yeah, yep. that's true. So because of this Memphis not being as deep a team, could we argue that Jaws were three now? Yeah, I think that's that's a fair argument. But like you said, it closed four. So if you give them a point for the bounce back, it should be like two. I agree that Grizzlies should be favored here. But also, you I mean, you also agree that Stephen Adams and Brandon Clark aren't they're not there for their offense necessarily. Like that's not. The right, like, and, they've jo- with, and they've already been without Adams forever. Yeah, like it's it, they're used to playing without Stephen Adams at this point. And Ja, like he's not hurting their defense being gone. Like I would imagine they probably get a little bit better defensively, don't they? Yeah, but but uh, I mean, there's only so many guys that are playoff caliber guys. You don't have twelve of them. They, yeah. have, they have maybe more than anybody in the league. I was gonna say 10, they're the deepest team, but they lost three of them now. Yeah. By the way, in the financial markets, volatility is where you make money. You don't make any money trading a stock that trades at the same price each and every day. You want a stock that's going up and down and craziness, sure. documented in the movie Wall Street. So you're you've been investing a lot in in crypto. <laughs> that would be a perfect example. Well, of, yeah. trading crypto, you could trading, make money. Trading crypto, you should be you should be making. If you know what you're doing, you should be yeah. doing very well. Exactly right. So this is an example where news and volatility of numbers. I'll, I'll use Golden State, Memphis, not like it middled, but the night before Game One, um, you know, Golden State, Sacramento. There was a complete difference in opinion. Fort Bookmaker, sharpest book offshore, had uh, Golden State minus one and a half. Circa, sharpest book in Vegas, had uh, Sacramento minus one. So literally, that's a profitable middle, middle to play both sides. And then the guys at Circa would say, well, we're, we're still, what's the term they use, Scott? They're, so we're in discovery mode until mm-hmm. the day of the game. And, and then they discover what they believe is the right side, and then they'll go ahead and move it. And in this case... The discovery led us to think that Golden State was going to win, which didn't happen. So uh, the question that I want to know now is we've seen the adjustment on Game 3. Do we have an adjustment on the series price now? Because you would think the game is the first thing to move. The series is maybe a little slower. Well, and, and way smaller because it's only one-fifth of the rest of the series. So, yeah. so if he's worth the – a, a point and a half on the series is only going to move the, off the series board. line. But it's only going to move the series line like seven cents, you know? Mm. Can you put your thing on, yeah, uh, I, I, on I, silence, I, I, I did. I did already. Come on, man. I did already. <laughs> 
How am I going to find yeah. out when the next Draymond Green injury Come comes? McKen- McKenzie said minus 175, so up from minus 160 to minus 175. That seems excessive for a one-point move on a one game to move the uh, to, to move the series more than seven cents. But that's the thing when you go up three zero, yeah, how dramatic no, it is. That's strong. That is so. Strong. So it, 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 it is a direct correlation. It wouldn't be a direct correlation if it was game two or game four. If it was like a two-one series or something like that. But going up three zero. I got to tell we, you, we know, I watched Dr- I watched Draymond Green. I know he's a great player and he's a Hall of Famer. But boy, he just does so many things that drive me crazy. Is like, including sure. I saw I saw him do like a Euro step driving layup, and he made the shot left handed. And it's just like, what are you doing? You know, he's going to make that shot like. I that. couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I wish they would have traded him four years ago because everyone always talks about this nucleus and how essential everybody is. Maybe Pascal Siakam would be like way better in this role, a guy that can play defense and shoot like thirty percent from three. He gets a, he gets away with a lot uh, because he, you know he plays with Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. This is what I've always thought about Draymond and like the, the people who will compare Draymond to Dennis Rodman. Like I think it works for a while, but mm. the difference was Dennis Rodman knew that he couldn't shoot and like yes. he just didn't try. Yeah, Draymond thinks he can shoot and he just keeps chucking. And it's like, why do you do like Dennis Rodman knew his role? I don't think Draymond really knows his role, which is kind of the biggest frustration I've got with him. I agree. I would agree with that, and also add that his shooting percentage has gone down year after, after year yeah. after year. So because there was a time when he was a decent, like if he could get that corner three, he could make it. Those, those that's like four or five years ago, though. That's long gone. But he's not aware of his current game, and he's obviously not working on his current game. At least not that aspect of and it. No, he's podcasting. And part of the reason that he got suspended is that he had showed a complete lack of remorse, you know, in, in his post game interview. In my well, opinion. he showed a lack of remorse at the time. He's talking smack to the crowd as he's as he's waiting for the referee's decision. Maybe he and Dominic Danucci can get, go 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 get some food together. You, you know, know what? Though time off. Speaking of the post game, when they asked Sabonis about it after the win. He's like, did you did you take that as like a uh, like? A, did you take it? Per-? He's like, no, it's just playoff basketball. We're playing hard. He was playing hard. I was playing hard. And uh, oh, he's probably concussed from the. Oh, oh stop it! <laughs> from a step on the chest. <laughs> I mean, he just said it. He said it was playoff basketball. Every everything's r- cranked up intensity wise. And uh, now, obviously, he didn't want to say. Well, yeah, I was holding on to his foot, so I understand why he uh, he got pissed off and stomped me in the chest. But he did say people are playing hard out here, mm-hmm. and, and he's right. Like I don't know, but that's I, I, right I hate answer. that. Sus- I hate that suspension. I hate it. Any I, chance? I hate it too. I think that's the case. You suspend him during the regular season, but not during the playoffs. And even, listen, you already ejected him for the the final run of the fourth quarter in, yeah, a, when in they, a tight they, they game pulled within four by the time of his ejection. Yeah, yeah that was a key ejection that resulted in them losing the game. He's he's sir, and I, again, I said this on SOV this morning. I don't know if. If Draymond plays, if the, if it goes any differently, but you they have to live with that. Like they have to live with that question being in their head. What like if we if we would have had him, would we have won? That's punishment enough in my mind. Like they he's been punished. This is absurd. I, I I don't like this at all. Well, now you look and the question I'm going to ask is, does it get lower than six? Well. Let's look at the series price, how it's adjusted. It's, I said 175 now. Yeah, it was 160. Yeah. Like, so, but does this game? I got to I got to be honest. Like, I still like the Warriors here, and if if it gets to five and a half, I think I think the Warriors are the play. I think the Warriors are the play at six. This is the ultimate desperation spot. How important? Oh, the Warriors are going to kill them. 
They're yeah, going to kill him, and the refs out. are going to help him. I just think I would. As good, as I want to see a game five out of good nine. As the Warriors are at home, as as much of a bounce back spot as it is with the zig zigzag now going against the public because everyone is uh, right now. I'm seeing eighty percent of the money on Sacramento, obviously because of the Draymond Green news. This is going to be the ultimate blow up in your face type of situation. The Warriors are going to win this game and they're going to cover. I think so too. I, I think so too. I, but I think I think that like Fez, I think that once you see this thing go to five and a half, you have to fire it. You have to fire on the Warriors. I agree, because Draymond Green's probably worth half a point. Yeah. So uh, and you'll have both tickets. You'll have a so seven. I, you'll so have it's a, a better bet. It's like if you like Golden State minus seven, you got to love Golden State minus six now. Yeah. Or or like I said, if this thing goes to five and a half, because you got sixes across the board, it goes to five and a half. You fire on the Warriors. You got a two and a half point middle. Yes. Or two-point middle, and you can push. With well, whatever. we all yeah. do. Oh, just me because you guys take the podcast more. But more you know, I'm, I, I disagree. Like, I, I'm the, I do the Ross Tucker podcast. He loves, like, it's only a 28-minute. He loves when I make a bet during the podcast because it's like, you know what? We're not content providers here. We're the real deal. <laughs> we actually bet. We don't just pretend. My, my, my number one pet peeve, AJ, I got to tell you, I've listened to so many different podcasts and stuff. And last, they asked a question for, 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 for the guys. They were like, right before in the pregame, the announcers, who do you like, uh, team to get to 20 points first, I think it was, Boston minus 190, or uh, their opponent, Atlanta, plus 150. And they're like, oh, we like Boston minus 190, but the point I'm getting at is that it doesn't matter who they picked. Heaven forbid an announcer says, you know what, that looks like it's lined pretty accurately. I wouldn't play that, especially into a 40-cent mm-hmm. straddle. Yeah. Nope, they always, you know what, because they don't actually bet themselves, so they just go ahead and just give out a, give out a pick on every game, every single proposition, over, under, over, and it's like, it's just a joke. It's Clucko the chicken. Well, that's see, why we have to open up a uh, pregame sportsbook. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why you see, I mean, listen, this is how it's done. Fez, as he said, to hell with the listener. To hell with them. I'm going to, you guys keep talking. I'm showing the listener how In to fact, win. Fez said, you guys stop talking and make a bet. Mm-hmm. Like, who would have been talking? There's four of us. I, we, we can take turns while each one of us makes the bet on. We, we had at least 45 <laughs> seconds to get down. Well, either way, uh, I'm, I'm glad that, it, that like that happened while we were on. It's a good example. Yeah, of, uh, but uh, that's how small these windows are, right, Fez? This uh, is what happens. It, I still remember when— um, Although, i got to be honest. This is part of the reason why I feel like the uh, the Warriors are going to blow them out. And Scott gets an A-plus. You broke the news. You I were on top of it. I, I feel like I have lost every— He was on Twitter instead of yeah. paying attention to the pod. Well, that's no, my, that's my job. About my it. job is to monitor the news. Okay. So I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, that's what I get paid for, to monitor— I, I have some breaking news that I'm going to share that there's been an egregious mistake is being made in Las Vegas by Derek Rose and 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 company. Derek Rose, like the former MVP, Derek Rose. Yes. Uh, or <laughs> if I may, like you mean like NBA player Derek Rose? Yes. Former. I'm, okay, what's going what's on? What's going on with Derek Rose? Um, breaking news. This just got reported uh-huh. by uh, ABC 13 Action News. Here we go. NBA star Derek Rose is bringing celebrities, athletes, musicians, and amateur chess players to Resorts World for the inaugural Chesterville Chesterville Tournament in July. All right, sounds like a great idea. Guess what the entry fee is to play in this thing? $7,500. What? First prize, $50,000. i am sure they're giving some to charity and stuff. You get a lot of uh, nice perks, but here's the problem. It's an amateur chess tournament. It's only open to people rated two thousand below 2000 Okay, to get put this in. Now, 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 to explain that to someone 
me, who has absolutely no idea what you're talking about here. What do what you? What my, my 10-year-old is an 800 rating. How do you get a rating? I just, what, what is this? Uh, play? Uh, based upon your tournament play throughout your life, I'll use myself as an example. I'm rated 2,100 because I haven't played. I wouldn't actually be 2,100, but that's what, what my rating was when I retired. 2,200 is a master. 2,000 is a candidate master. To put that in perspective, if you're a high school player and you're a 2,000, you're probably in a state like Wisconsin, you're one of the three best players in Wisconsin. If you're in California, you might be one of the top one, you know, 50 to 100 players. So this tournament is open to only people under 2,000? Yes, with so, 50,000 first prize. So guess what's going to happen? It's like, imagine a golf tournament where you have a 7,500 handicap tournament. People are going to cheat. Everyone, it's going to be the biggest group of cheaters you have ever seen. Steve Fezzik's going to be in there wearing a mustache. No, saying, I'm not good oh, enough. So it's guys. I'm not good enough. <laughs> yeah. you're gonna, basically, the, why are you not good enough? Because you're going to have to be a 2400 to win this thing. There's going to be that's too high. You're going to have to be a master level. There's going to be like three or four guys that are master strength that haven't played in a tournament in two years or who have been sandbagging, waiting for this opportunity to go take the money from Derrick Rose. But, but can't you just put like a buzzer in your butt like that guy did against uh, what, Magnus something? I've got a, I've got a meeting with um, <laughs> right, Mackenzie. That was with, like the, with, oh with the, some of the blackjack teams with their with with, with their, they put it in the shoe. Also, yes, that, that helped me out exactly. And that I mean, happened. Like what, the, what is wrong? Masters? That was the report. It was never confirmed. It was never confirmed. He's it. been it banned cheating. for a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a brilliant <laughs> idea. To, to, but 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 what is up with the seventy five hundred dollar entry fee for an amateur tournament? For an amateur tournament, I mean, it's just fraught with. Hi, with, I'm Magnus Smith. I'd like to play today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are they doing? Obviously, the top five finishers are all going to be like cheaters that are really masters. So, all, but you said there's going to be music and stuff too. Like it's imagine festival, concerts yes. going on while you're trying to play some serious yeah. chess yeah, tournament. Sounds like seventy five hundred dollar entry. It sounds like a fun party. I'm, I'm going to go down there and like, and I'm going to yell at everybody who won, saying, "You're a cheater! No, you're a cheater!" <laughs> you know what? And who was the biggest cheater of all? That was like a big name. <gasps> Green Bay Packers. Aaron. Aaron Rodgers. Cheater. Wins you you know the story. I don't. Well, he, oh, he won Pebble Beach. Oh, the golf. Uh, yeah, the golfing. It's yeah. like give me a, a effing break. The only people <laughs> who win these 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 handicap tournaments are cheaters. Yeah, and and if you're Aaron Rodgers and you made made multi multi million dollars and you have all this success, what are you doing? You almost should be embarrassed and purposely hit into a lake. You know that you're about to win because you sandbagged your handicap. That's just a joke. I like guys who like say How do I really feel. Yeah. I like guys who say their uh their handicap is better than what it really is. Like President Trump is like I'm a scratch golfer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pre- President Trump, uh, ex-President Trump is um not the uh he was not a, going to win at Pebble Beach. No, I mean because he he's maybe uh he's he's too he's not honest enough about how uh he he overstel- oversells. He does the opposite of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is like, no, I'm a terrible golfer. President Trump's like, I'm the best. I'm the greatest. Oh, here's but here's my ball. Must have hit off that tree and ricocheted back in the fairway. <laughs> Funny how that works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I I agree. Anytime, and by the way, anytime you're playing like a scramble or anything, like, everybody cheats. Everybody cheats. Time. Like there's no way to f- like fairly win one of these golf you know tournaments that I- doesn't have like real like. Officials on the course. The we, whole time. we were playing in the super contest, and our, our team sucked. All right, Andy Esco was a great putter. Aside from that, we were terrible. My buddy John was having an off day, so we took like a seven in a scramble on a par five, 
and and someone like on the group, it took so long, you know, behind us was like, "Are you sure about that?" And I'm like, "Put us down for a 12." Yeah, yeah, you're right. We got a 12. For a while, I actually played like trying to keep my like USGA handicap and like. You know, it's like it's like an honor code. Like you have to play by the yeah. rules. So mm-hmm. everything is by the rules. Like you know what, where how you take a drop, club lengths and things like that. And after a while, I was like, this is stupid. Like I'm out here by myself. No one else sees this. Yeah. I'm like I'm just gonna drop here. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. I, by the letter of the rule, you're supposed to walk back and re tee yeah. if you don't hit a provisional. Give me a break. Just take a lost ball and move on. By the way, Bryson DeChambeau asked for relief from what he called an ant hill. One time, there's like three ants, and the the officials like there's like two ants. Bryson, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> From ants, he wanted relief. Uh, we are also into the NHL playoffs now, and I guess we we haven't gotten deep enough in any any series to know like if there's anything like this in the NHL. Though, what we did see yesterday was the Kings get an upset win. How have how have the series odds shifted? after the Kings stole a, a game that no one was expecting them to get? Well, I can tell you right now, the bounce back for game two for Edmonton, who, as you mentioned, the Kings scored a game-tying goal with 14 seconds left Crazy. and then won the game in overtime. Edmonton was the, the favorite before the series started, and they were a heavy favorite in game one. In game two, there has been more... They're more of a favorite now. They're minus 215 in game two, Edmonton is. And as far as the series price now, the Oilers still minus 130 in the series against the L.A. Kings. So much less of a favorite than they were. It's kind of like the Golden State Warriors, who were still a favorite after being down one game to none. The difference here is that Edmonton does have home ice, and they are still a favorite despite being down one game to none. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Although I will say it's got the NBA and, and NHL are so different in this way. I if a big if a big upset happens in game 1, I'm like, "Oh, they might win the whole series." Yeah. Like it's not Edmonton, unheard of. Uh, uh Winnipeg upset Vegas here tonight it's, and and Vegas was a big favorite of in this series and you know what? But, but like how Winnipeg could win this whole series. How shocking would it be 1 to 10 if and Vegas is the one seed, right? Yes. No. Oh, I think they. Oh, they won no, the division. They won the. They won. They won their division. Um, yeah. And and no, I think yeah, Vegas is. Yeah, they are the I mean, one, seed, one seed. But yeah. The, the thing is, the, the Western Conference is so jumbled up. Like Vegas was what two points ahead of Colorado. Okay. It's, it, I wouldn't say that they were. They weren't the favorite. The Colorado was the favorite in odds wise to represent the Western Conference in the Stanley okay. Cup before the playoffs started. Not Vegas. Vegas. Losing to Winnipeg mm-hmm. on a scale of one to ten, what's the shock meter? I don't know. Middle of the road. It's not. It's not. Be not, like not, not that shocking. Yeah. If the Celtics <gasps> lost to Bless the Hawks, we'd all be like, "Can you world. believe <laughs> yeah. what just happened? Yeah. Like yeah. it's insanity." Yes. Yes. Cats yes. and dogs. Like. But that's the thing. In hockey, hockey is so different because we've seen we've seen eight seeds ride a hot goaltender to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. So yeah. it, it doesn't. It's so it's so different in hockey. A bounce of the puck here or there. What was the it, Vegas odd preflop on the series? So the Vegas was probably uh, like minus two twenty five or something. No, it's less. They were minus one fifty in game one. That was it. Yeah. So yeah. as far as the series, it probably wasn't even that high. Yeah. All right. Let's. Uh, Fez, you said something before the show, and at first I was like, "This is crazy talk," but now I mean, we might as well get to it. You said something about 
it's impossible for these books to make any money. And where it started was we were talking about points bet who what's it, it looks like Scott they're going to stop gonna, US yeah, operations or they're going to sell their US operations. Yeah. So there's going to be some consolidation in the sports betting market. You're probably going to look at whether it's a FanDuel or a DraftKings that oh, that swallows them up or another Madison. company that is um trying to get into the space, you know, fanatics who applied for their mm-hmm. sports betting license, you know, they could kind of buy points bet and then overtake them or something yeah, like it's, that. It was yeah. like points bet only has 1% of the handle. The New York handle, yeah, 1.9%, like, yeah. whatever. You take like $5 bets. Like, <laughs> what do you expect? Yeah, no wonder you've only got 1% of the handle. Uh, but Fez, explain, because my initial thought is what you're saying is crazy. Because all these books should make money. Because if you're good, they just ban you. And if you're bad, they just keep taking your money. <laughs> yes. Um, well, let's look at the precedent in Las Vegas. How much money does Las Vegas make from their sports books? Uh, I, I don't know exactly. I, it's uh, After expenses. After their expenses. Because what this is what are their expenses? expenses? Well, you could argue they're, they're taking a floor space that would, so they could have like slot machines on or whatever. Exactly right. Also, all those TVs aren't cheap. Every now and okay. then, every now and then, um, like there was Crazy Kenny one time lost an under in triple overtime. He took out a revolver in old Las Vegas and shot it right through the TV. Turned to the crowd and said, "That's the last over that TV <laughs> will ever broadcast." <laughs> I, I would guess they probably pull in four or five million a year. So here we go. This past uh, what was it? March. So the March handle in the state of Nevada, oof, it's not even it's not even top ten. Well, not, we, I don't know. Even top I don't know. If, I don't know if Vegas was reporting of, on okay. those numbers because right, I, well, I think yeah, it would have been. But New, but that's handle. New York, New York was number one in handle at one point seven nine billion. But but I'm not talking handle. Oh I'm God. just I'm just talking you know, in terms of what we win. All right. The best evidence I can give you that sports the, the revenue for April of 2022, mm-hmm. 25.4 million. So last year at this time, yep. What's the expenses? Uh, I, I, I guess it's different for every casino, right? Exactly. A Treasure Island casino is going to have exactly. a different hold than or a different uh, exactly. issue. Exactly. Right. So here, here, here's my point: How many standalone sports books? Like the old turf club up in Reno, and there was one in Vegas that was downtown. How many exist right now where there's, they just have a sports book, nothing else? Remember Jerry's Nugget? Mm. Jerry's Nugget had a casino, though. How many? I'm not talking about an independent sports I know, book. No, they I'm, got bought by William Hill. I'm no, speaking to you. There point. used to be a. Uh, no, I'm just talking about like a, just they, all they do is none. take sports and race. I don't think there are any. I will Zero. say there was one before Caesars and William Hill were one thing. There was a William Hill, like. It was almost like a the size of a subway uh, that I, you could. It was like almost. It was across from Caesars Bellagio area. It's called Little Caesars. Is that what it's it, called? Yeah, yeah. So there was a, a place, Little Caesars, took a million dollar bet from Bob Stupak, and that all they did <laughs> was, was sports betting. Okay, so I went in there. It's true. Like like I remember walking to that place, and they they served. They had like one little pit with like one craps table, one blackjack table, and when you ordered a drink, they brought it to you with a styrofoam cup. This is on <laughs> the fabulous Las Vegas Strip. It's like it's called like a parasite casino across the street from um, from the dunes there, and but that was like the only one that was. It was yeah. just sports. Okay. Where I'm going is that it's not profitable. If it was profitable, people would open up a establishment where there's just sports betting, but there, none of these places have it. How does Circa stay profitable then? Because they're, it feels like, I mean, their casino's not built only around the sports book. 
but it feels like that's who the, most of their marketing goes to people who they're like, hey, come play sports here. Uh, it, How much does it cost to, to go to Stadium Swim? I don't know. $10. Yeah, it's 10, 15 bucks. How much are the drinks in Stadium Swim? A lot. Yeah, 25 Um, How much does it cost to eat at that excellent um, deli they have from Wisconsin? Get pastrami sandwich? I oh, think. Saginaw's? Yeah, eh, 22 it's, bucks. It's, it's all right. You're better off going uh, 8 East. Um, getting the uh, brisket fried rice. You, you see, you see where I'm going. I'm, I don't think. I don't think that they just get people in the door with that. I, yes, and it, it, it's what Westgate did the same thing. It's like the, um, but but circa. It, I really don't think the sports book makes money. I think the sports book breaks even, and it brings in so much business and reputation wise. Now, I, well, I, I, I'm with not cable news. A lot of things don't make money, but they make money. You know. But 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 here makes sense. That makes sense. But DraftKings. So, just, but DraftKings just steal sports. Yeah. All right. So until they get into the casino business or they find a way to monetize this in some other business, mm. they're just losing money hand over fist because they don't have a circa casino. Yeah. There is no DraftKings casino. Maybe, and that's got to be in the plans because otherwise they're just going to go belt every one of these companies with all their acquisition costs and advertising. They're going to go belly so here, up. Since, since PAPSA was was uh, revoked and all that stuff, I'm just looking at the. Uh, I have the charts of all the handle and all the money and the gross revenue win. rate. Rate. Mm-hmm. So the state of Nevada, 5.69% gross revenue win rate. That is the lowest of any state. Yes, because we have not embraced the technology of pumping same game parlays and the like that mm. these other places have that and and frankly our our clientele is much savvier than the typical um uh, bartender in Iowa is. So what it's saying is that the so adjusted sportsbook revenue for Nevada, one point seven six billion. Still, that still that revenue numbers sound right. That, yeah, that's revenue. Yeah, I don't know. Whenever it's a, a number with a B, it's like it's kind of hard for me to like even mm-hmm. like think in terms Fathom of. It. A, 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 but exactly again, that started. Right. That's that's been going. I guess you know all time or or no, it can't be all time. It's got to be since the. Uh, a certain date here, but yeah, I mean, it's it's the revenue is the highest amongst every other. No, New York, one point eight. New Jersey, two point five nine billion adjusted revenue last since year the, since PAP since the oh, legalization. Since um, yep. Of course. What is it? Maybe you guys, one of you guys, knows the answer to this up there off of like um, I think it's Rainbow. There's now a DraftKings building. Mm. That's an office. That's okay. their offices. Yeah. What, what is it for? So they have Nevada offices. Um, there's 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 hopes to bring uh, DraftKings to to Vegas. Nothing has happened yet. There's they have partners with different books and casinos. Imagine that, imagine building like a big ass office building and saying, "We hope we can we hope we can operate here." Like, it's, yeah, but it's it's about more than just um, it's about more than than just. Uh, their sports book and their other operations. It's like they, they're they're hiring traders that are u- u- utilizing information from the Nevada markets to help them set their markets okay. other other places. Um, it's things, getting yeah. really hard to bet at DraftKings. They used to be it was a candy store, and you it's could, the most friend like better friendly place back in the day. And, and and if you're AJ Hoffman, you could go into the draft and you could bet five thousand dollars on a prop, and boom, they take mm-hmm. it, and they wouldn't even move the number because they were convinced for whatever reason that they're you know they're trading experts that their number was better than than the world. Well, they got what they call the rude awakening, I think, over the past few years. After ravaging Richard, they also Richard, one of my favorites. Oh, I like them. They also DraftKings acquired Golden Nuggets online gaming, mm-hmm. so they're trying to see if they could apply to rebrand 
Golden Nuggets retail books here in Vegas as DraftKings Sportsbook. Okay. But Golden Nugget has but its own sportsbook. But, opera- but it will be operated by Golden Nugget. It will be, yeah. Mm. It will, if DraftKings were to open here, is it safe to assume they'd also open with table gaming and machine gaming like it would be a, a casino? I don't know if they're licensed and you know for that. I don't. Well, think, they don't have a license at all here. I think right they'd now. have to apply for like what what expertise would they have to run a casino? They, I, don't, they, I mean, all, I, I don't. All you got to do is hire someone who does have that expertise, right? Say, I think they'd. Well, I think they'd have to partner. Why not? Given that's the case, why not just partner up with Jerry's Nugget or yeah? Um, what, what would what would be you know someone could like the Cosmopolitan or somebody you know that currently has somebody else in there you know? Yeah, well, I guess that makes more sense. All right. Um, do we have anything else on this pod? I know RJ is going to be back on. He says he's going to be back on Thursday to do a uh, a uh, like sort of an update on what's going on in the NBA. I'll give uh, a best bet. Yeah, give us a best bet. What's the current number on Memphis against uh, Lakers? Can we still get plus one? You can. Memphis plus one. I, you guys grade me on this. I'm, I, I, job is worth at most three points. The line game one closed four. The zigzag says bet Memphis. If I even if I adjust the line by three, Memphis should still be laying one. They're catching one, and that's without any zigzag price. Memphis solid value. What do you guys think? I, I like it. I don't disagree. And and I like again. I I was genuinely curious if the line had moved too much. Like if the Lakers being a favorite was it was overkill. So. The fact that I even thought that might be the case, and you say you and McKenzie both saying this makes me think, yeah, that, that's probably the answer. Save five dollars for socks, or just go all in. Uh, I don't know that I'm going all in. I mean, the late. I tell you this: um, if you bet this, bet this before you wake up tomorrow. Okay. Because because I, I'm confident plus one's going to be as Nicholson says as good as it gets. <laughs> Matt, can you can you check a, a Wiggins prop for me for uh, for game three? Because I thought for sure that Wiggins would play fewer minutes in game three than game two. Not with but with Draymond, no Draymond. Though. I don't think that's the case. I think they're just going to have to keep running him out there. Um. And I think he is a tough. Like I don't know if he, if Sabonis will match up with him just because he's matching up with Sabonis. But I think that's a tough matchup for Sabonis if he's got to chase around Andrew Wiggins, especially with all the like injuries he yeah. he got from getting stomped all over. Well, yeah, he almost died. Everyone everyone saw that. Do we do like a Sabonis rebound prop too? No Draymond, or maybe a Sabonis. If, he, uh, if we knew he was a hundred percent after having a three hundred yeah. pound guy stomp. All, all him. the all the Warriors props are off the board. Obviously. Oh really? Yeah, of course. <sighs> How is Draymond Green not like going to pursue a professional wrestling thing? I mean, if Rodman could do it, I mean, Green's like he'd be awesome. Yeah. By the way, update five and a half and fives. Warriors only a five and a half point favorite now. Where's Where's the fives? Five at Fanduel. No, I'm sorry, Bet Online minus one fifteen. Fire! 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 Seems like a crazy reaction. You know what? Two and a half points. Fire! Put it on. What I, What is the first half? Man, that's four. 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 Yeah. So it moved from five and a half when we started this podcast to four. Still out proportion because of the trend we were talking about. I'd rather have the full game. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll make that my best bet for this pod. I, I'll, I'll say Golden State minus five. I, I co-sign. Co-sign that. I, I co-sign it. I, I think that's a, it's just it's a mistake at this point. It's, it's just gone too far. So there you go. Uh, we all agree on that one. I generally agree on... 
Memphis, though, I'm not like I'm. I'm not saying bet at all on that. I, the Lakers are so so. It's so weird to me because I I don't know if I have a good feel for if the Lakers are really good or not. Um, I don't have a good feel either. I I, I kind of have a general idea of what any given day Memphis is going to be. The Lakers feel like maybe the most volatile uh, team to, to to bet on or against. But they could be really good, and this is still the game they lose. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. So uh, that's that's my general. Th- I, I agree fundamentally with what you're saying. I'm just not like, uh, as RJ would say, taking off the rubber band for this one. All right. Well, that will do it for this episode. There is only one thing left to do, and like I said, some of us, if not all of us, will be back on Thursday. We'll see how it works out with RJ. But there's only one thing left to do to end this pod, Fez. Yeah, root for Phoenix to win by exactly eight points. They're currently up by eight with three and 315 left. There's no question in my mind they will win by exactly eight. Hey, hey, let's be careful out there. Talk to you Thursday. Thursday.